When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to College Football Live. I'm Kelsey Riggs, and we're coming out of the tunnel with this. It is rivalry week, and we've got massive playoff implications on the line in the Pac-12, but also with the game in the Big Ten. We'll talk about that. Plus, Louisville, they locked up their first ACC championship appearance last week. We've got their quarterback, Jack Plummer, joining us for Talk to Me Tuesday. And the team they'll play in that championship is Florida State. But what happens to the Knowles after they lost their star quarterback, Jordan Travis, for the rest of the season? We'll see what happens in the rankings tonight. Where's FSU going to be? I didn't care, you know, three, four weeks ago what, what our ranking was. I sure don't care what our ranking's going to be this week. Well, Coach, you're going to find out with the rest of us tonight because the CFP's committee's fourth rankings reveal is tonight. You'll see it 7 p.m. on ESPN. But before we get to that, let's recap what happened in Week 12. And the top five teams, they all remained unbeaten with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington all winning. But this Saturday, that has to change because the Buckeyes and the Wolverines are going to face off this weekend. More on that later. Then there's USC, who lost its third straight game, a 38-20 defeat at the hands of rival UCLA. Might have also been the last time we see reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams on the college gridiron as we await his decision on the postseason and official news of his plans for next year. But the biggest news was bad news for Florida State as the Seminoles lost Jordan Travis, their quarterback, to a devastating leg injury in the game. Here's head coach Mike Norvell talking about his quarterback. The person matters more than just a player. And, uh, you know, Jordan Travis is a special person. And, you know, he cares about this team. And, you know, he, you know, with that, we have a responsibility. And we have an obligation to continue to do the things that, that uh, we've set out to do uh, by going and getting better, by putting in all the work necessary uh, to go be our best here this week and to make sure that, that we finish what we started. And, unfortunately, Jordan won't be able to be on the field, but uh, this is a football team. You know, it, it's not about just one person. Well, this one person has done so much for Florida State. He's already in the record books there. Holds program records for total touchdowns and total yards. He's the only player with more than 15 passing touchdowns, 50 passing touchdowns, and 12 rushing touchdowns. He's also had at least seven rushing touchdowns in four straight seasons. No other Seminole has ever accomplished that feat. Let's bring now in college football insider Pete Thamel and college football reporter Heather Dinich with me now. And Heather, I want to start with you because you know up close and personal what the committee does. We'll see what they do with the rankings tonight and where they place Florida State. But big picture, when they look at this team without Jordan Travis moving forward, how does that affect what they'll do? Kelsey, the selection committee will not project or assume what Florida State might look like against Louisville, against Florida, without Jordan Travis. They will judge Florida State to this point through 12 weeks based on what they've seen, which is why I think Washington has a great chance to move into that fourth spot tonight based more on what Washington has done and less about Florida State and the injury 
to Jordan Travis. Tate Rodemaker played in the second half and helped Florida State score 58 unanswered points against a team from the FCS, North Alabama. They have to prove to the selection committee over the next two weeks that they are a top four team with Tate Rodemaker in the lineup. When they look at Florida State, they'll look at them exactly like they did Georgia without tight end um, Brock Bowers when he was injured. Exactly like they look at Michigan without head coach Jim Harbaugh, who's suspended. They consider injuries, illnesses, suspensions to key players and coaches all the same way. And that's, are you a top four team right now with what you have on the field? Well, and you mentioned this weekend, and we, of course, saw what happened. They had to come out of that hole with North Alabama. Then you saw Washington, Pete, take care of business against a ranked opponent this weekend. So that'll certainly factor in. But we heard Heather mention their backup quarterback, Tate Rodemaker, who is new to a lot of people, but not new to this program. He has been there in Florida State as a backup guy for four years. Pete, what can you tell us about what this offense and what this team looks like with him as the guy going forward? Well, Kelsey, I'm sure you remember his hallmark moment of his career so far. It was week three last year at Louisville. Jordan Travis was injured. Tate Rodemaker threw two fourth-quarter touchdown passes to Johnny Wilson, one to tie the game and the other to take the lead uh, with less than eight minutes to go. Tate Rodemaker's in his fourth year. He's the son of a high school coach, and there's a really strong feeling internally in that building, Kelsey, that the moment won't be too big for him. All right. Remember, he has Trey Benson running the ball. Uh-huh. He's got Jaheim Bell, his former high school teammate. And there's really a sense of confidence that he can manage games for Florida State and push them forward. All right, Pete Thamel there with the very latest on Tate Rodemaker. As you mentioned, he is a guy who has been in that program. You said he's the son of a coach, and he has so many weapons around him, and that'll certainly be something that helps. I want to get a little further into this, and we mentioned Florida State and Washington because that's really what we're looking at tonight with the four and five spots in particular. Those two teams are both among the nation's best this season in scoring and overall efficiency. Washington actually has the best strength of record, according to ESPN Analytics. We'll see who the Huskies face in the Pac-12 title game. We know Florida State will play number 10, Louisville. But let's bring in Desmond Howard and Tom Luganville now. And, Lugs, let's start with you. How do you view Florida State now that we know that they no longer, for the rest of the season, have their star quarterback, Jordan Travis? Well, I think you have to wait, watch, and evaluate. And the good news is, is you've got two weeks to do that. You're going to go on the road in the swamp. Um, a very difficult place to play. It's a great opportunity for Tate Rodemaker to prove his worth. Then, of course, you're going to have the ACC championship game. This, this is a football team that is so talented on so many levels that I think that they are more than capable of proving that even without Jordan Travis, not only can they be competent with Tate Rodemaker, they can flourish with him because he doesn't have to do it all by himself. And there are very few instances in college football right now where there are teams more than just Florida State that know this much about their backup. Remember, he won them a game on the road against Louisville a couple years back. So I think they feel confident in knowing what they have and utilizing the weapons around him. Yeah, I agree with Lugs. Um, I mean, that's where we are at this point. When one of your leaders go out, it's up to the other guys to step up their game. I understand that, uh, you know, Tra- Jordan Travis was a leader on this team, and he had great experience. I think that's the part that people aren't really talking about, like the experience and leadership, not just arm talent and what he could do with his legs, but the way that he was going to always keep the offense on schedule 
and make sure even if he had to check out of a bad play into a good play. So that's the key that you're going to miss with Jordan Travis, not the quarterback position. He does have a lot of weapons. I mean, they have a lot of weapons on offense, so that should help out their, you know, inexperienced quarterback. But the experience in games on the road and things starting to get hectic, that's when Jordan Travis was at his best. I used to call him never nervous Jordan Travis, mm -hmm. like never nervous Purvis Ellison, because he was always cool, <laughs> calm, and collected. And that's the one thing they, they may miss, especially if they get in a shootout, whether it's against Florida or whether it's in the ACC championship game. Especially when you've got a top 10 Louisville team. We'll see what they are. Tate Rodemaker just made his seventh appearance in a college football game this weekend for them, has one start, and now obviously going to get another start when they play Florida this week. Guys, let's dive a little bit deeper into what we're seeing with some of the best teams in college football. And here are the eight teams with a reasonable chance to make the playoff, according to ESPN Analytics. Florida State still has a 60% chance to make it. A lot of that is because we haven't seen an undefeated Power 5 team ever miss the playoff before. If the season ended right now, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan would be likely to get in as well. But uh, we're going to see how it all plays out this weekend because we know that's not happening because either Michigan or Ohio State is going to lose this weekend. So let's do something now with the All-State College Football Playoff Predictor. And I'm going to throw out a couple of scenarios. We're going to bring back in Heather Dinich as well because we want her to weigh in on this. And we're talking about Florida State. So right now, let's talk about if Florida State wins out. They take care of Florida, and then they take care of Louisville in the ACC Championship. Obviously, 99% right now. But let's play with some other things. Georgia, the best team in the country right now, if they went out. Ohio State. It's either going to be Ohio State or Michigan. I'll go ahead and give it to Ohio State and say that they win the game this weekend. That's a 99% uh, Kelsey, chance. that's terrible. Kelsey, that's I know, terrible. Des, I knew you weren't going to like that one. I'm sorry. I'll flip it for you later in the next one, okay? I'll give it, I'll give it to the Wolverines in the next one. Uh, so then all eyes are really on what happens, of course, in the Pac-12. Washington and Oregon, you can flip a coin really either way with this one. It doesn't change much for Florida State because the All-State playoff predictor says that they are a lock to make it. Let's start with, with you, Lugs, and Florida State. If they win out, a lot of conversations about what would happen, what this team looks like. All-state playoff predictor, it likes them. If Florida State wins out, are they a lot to make the college football playoff, Lugs? Yeah, I think they are. I think there would be such an appreciation for the overall sample size and the fact that they've had to find a different way to do it, that they would have overcome a road game against a rival, that they would have won a conference championship against the top 10 ranked team. Uh, I, I like Florida State if that were to occur. And I know that the committee, and Heather will echo this, doesn't look back. They don't look to previous instances. But this is exactly what happened with Ohio State and Michigan with Cardell Jones in 2014. And the committee looked at those two games, looked at the championship game in the Big Ten, and didn't feel like this was going to be an issue. And I think that's the way they would feel about Florida State in the same instance. Yeah, I agree. I believe that under this scenario, if Florida State wins out, I believe that there isn't even a discussion. I believe that they're going to get in. I don't think there's a team that can leapfrog Florida State in this scenario if they win out. I think the guys are right because you got Georgia as the SEC champ. You've got the Big Ten champ, no matter who it is, undefeated Florida State. And then to me, the bigger question is, is it one loss Texas as a Big 12 champ or is it a one loss Oregon 
or is it a one-loss Washington if they lose the Apple Cup and win again? To me, that could be a good debate for that fourth spot between the Big 12, Pac-12. But I think undefeated Florida State is in in that particular scenario. And I was clicking a few of them, and they still, Texas, even if they went out, Oregon, Washington, they still like the Pac-12 winner over a one-loss Texas. Let me give you one more, and Des, I promised that I would pick Michigan for this one. So let's go ahead and do something different because <laughs> it's hard to believe with as good as Georgia's playing right now and as good as Alabama's playing that there is a scenario which the SEC could get left out. Alabama, let's say they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I'm going to give you Michigan, Des, because I promised to pay that off. I'm still going to say Florida State Thank wins you. out. Appreciate you. You're welcome. I got you. And then you can flip a coin. It doesn't matter Washington or Oregon. Keep looking at what is happening down here with Alabama. 38% chance. Obviously, Georgia right now at a 30% chance. And I can give you Washington or I'll give you Oregon this time. It doesn't really matter here because that's got Georgia at a 30% chance to make it, Heather. And Alabama at a 37% chance. Is there really a scenario in which the SEC oh I need to click Texas as well let's see doesn't really change too much Texas gets a 43% chance so they still have a much better chance than the SEC Heather could this really happen would the committee leave out Georgia or Alabama with how they're playing right now I would be shocked. <laughs> Let's say that first, but I'm not going to rule it out. It's important to point out that no one on conference championship weekend will have a better opportunity to impress the selection committee than Alabama because they will be playing the committee's number one team. But with that being said, that head-to-head -head against Texas is going to continue to resonate in the committee meeting room. I don't think Georgia gets in if they lose, if all of those other things happen, but I would, I would be shocked, but it's a possibility that I won't rule out because this is a wild year with eight teams still in it as we head into rivalry It week. really is. I think I'd have to create some more chaos in order for this really to change and do some different things with the Pac-12. We don't have time for all of those scenarios, but it's going to be an interesting final week of the regular season. That is for sure, and we'll see what happens in those rankings with Florida State and Washington tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Still to come here on College Football Live, Talk to me Tuesday. We mentioned Louisville making the ACC championship. Why don't we talk to their new quarterback, Jack Plummer, who in his first year with the Cards has them playing for their first ever ACC championship. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to College Football Live. The ACC Championship is set, and for the first time in program history, Louisville is going to play for an ACC title. The Cards beat Miami on the road to secure their spot in a title game against Florida State, and quarterback Jack Plummer threw three touchdowns in the win, and now the Cards have a chance to play for a title.
And it's Talk to Me Tuesday here on College Football Live, and we've got Louisville quarterback Jack Plummer on the show today. And, Jack, congratulations. It is your first year at Louisville, but it's your sixth year in college football. And when you decided to come reunite with your old coach, Jeff Brom, at Louisville, I'd imagine you dreamed of a scenario like this, playing for an ACC championship. But now it's all playing out. So how did this team get here in your first year altogether? Yeah, I think it's a credit to to our guys that we have here and the coaches, everyone buying in and um, studying the plays, studying our scheme and and working hard all off season and, and really gelling together uh, as a team. We've had a, a lot of guys transfer in, kind of a an island of misfit toys, some would say, but um, it's been fun. It's been a really fun season. Well, you mentioned the transfers, and for you personally, you went from Purdue to Cal and then finding your place here at Louisville. It's been a journey, and I'm sure there's been some ups and downs throughout that journey and a ton of hard work. When you let yourself reflect on just where you are, what's it feel like to be a part of this and helping Louisville get to its first ACC championship game? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good feeling. Um, we still got some games left to play, and we're focused on that. Um, haven't really sat down and, and thought about it too much yet, but, um, you know, we're excited for, for the games we have coming up um, and we're looking to finish the season out really strong. You mentioned the games that you have coming up. So even though it's your first season, I know you know all about the Governor's Cup, hosting your rivals in Kentucky this week in a team you guys have lost four straight to. So what is the key to beating them in this final game of the regular season? Yeah, I think we just got to do what our coaches tell us and have a uh, stick to the plan and play our brand of football. And I think, um, you know, we got the guys in this locker room that that are able to do it. So uh, we just got to go out there and execute. Mentioned your head coach, Jeff Brom, and someone that you know from your past and that you're getting to play with now. But he also played at Louisville, was a quarterback there. He knows all about the pride, the tradition, the support of that city. What advice has he given you throughout the season? Um, it's, it's obviously really great to play for coach Jeff Brom and, uh, coach Brian Brom as well, uh, both quarterbacks here and, um, both who have played in the NFL. So just being able to soak up every bit of information that I have from them is, uh, helping me in my development as a quarterback. And, um, you know, I really like playing for, for the Brahms and they do a good job of, of coaching up the quarterbacks and, and, uh, getting us, uh, getting us to play well on Saturdays. Jack, I, I saw that Powerade ice bath at the end, and I noticed uh, you looked like you were smart enough to not be the one throwing it. Is that right? <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't cross my mind uh, to to go out there and do it. Um, we we had some guys that that wanted to go do it, and hey, kudos to them. Uh, I personally, they thought of it. Honestly, I I totally would have blanked on it. So, uh, but they did a good job of. Really getting them. They got them good. I, what I what I liked about it too, though, is he had a smile on his face immediately <laughs> as it hit. It made for a really good moment, and I'm sure that is the best cold water he cold Powerade Gatorade that he has ever felt. Jack, we can't wait to see how the season finishes out for you guys, and see you in just a couple weeks in the ACC championship. Thanks for the time today. Awesome. Thank you. Let's go elsewhere in the ACC, and there's going to be another first-year head coach in the conference next year as Syracuse has fired head coach Dino Babers after a 41-55 and record in his eight years with the program. The Orange started the season strong but lost six of their last seven games. Let's bring back in college football insider Pete Thamel. And, Pete, this is one of a handful of coaching changes that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, but let's start with what you're hearing and potential candidates that could be coming for the Orange in the future. 
Yeah, Kelsey, I think one of the guiding principles of this search is going to be how much Syracuse wants to redial into its northeast roots. Obviously, if you look back at the last couple of generations when Syracuse has been at its best, they've had northeast guys. So someone like Jason Candle, who's been in the neighborhood but not the northeast at Toledo, could definitely be an option. Bronco Mendenhall completely from outside the area is another option. Kurt Signetti obviously had an undefeated season upended at JMU. And then two defiant Northeast guys are Bob Chesney at Holy Cross and former Temple coach Al Golden, who's now Notre Dame's D.C. Okay, that search just getting underway. Meanwhile, Texas A&M, they fired Jimbo Fisher last week. Big buyout there, but looks like they're looking to do whatever they can to get back on top. What are you hearing about that coaching search? Yeah, Kelsey, I'd expect that search to heat up this week after Thanksgiving. Obviously, the caliber of candidate A&M wants uh, is playing games of consequence this week and maybe potentially next week. Uh, the sweet spot of this search still feels like an attainable Power 5 coach. Uh, there's a lot of interest at the booster set at Texas A&M and Lane Kiffin. He obviously sometimes can make administrators uncomfortable. There's also... If you push forward Mike Elko, who the administrators at Texas A&M know and like, he's obviously done God's work at Duke. And then there's Jeff Trailer, the local option. There's also some support on the booster set for him as well. Texas people like Texas people. And Jeff Trailer, the former Texas high school coach, is one of them. He has good ties there for sure, as does Mike Elko with his past experience. Coaching Carousel continues. Pete Thamel keeping us up to date here on College Football Live. Meanwhile, we are getting ready for week 13 in the college football season. It's full of in-state rivalries. First, Friday, it's Texas Tech taking on number seven, Texas, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. Then Saturday, Florida State, number four team in the country, faces Florida at 7 Eastern. And then wrapping up the night on ABC, it's the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs taking on Georgia Tech. We'll have more from College Football Live after this. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Going head-to-head. -head. College game day crew will be there on Saturday. Let's talk a little bit more about that game. And, Des, I'm coming to you first because I know you had some bones to pick with me earlier when I didn't pick Michigan to win it the first time. If they're going to win this weekend, what's the key storyline that you have your eye on? I appreciate you, Kelsey. I really do. Thank you. Uh, I would say um, Ohio State's defense, uh, stopping – Michigan's offense, I mean, by far, this is the game that uh, Jim Knowles and the Buckeyes have circled on their schedule because of what happened the last two seasons. And then last season when Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator, this is the most talented offense they've seen all season long with J.J. McCarthy, a quarterback, uh, Donovan Edwards at running back, and then with Roman Wilson as the wideout. So to see if Ohio State's defense can stop Michigan's offense. Well, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball, Des, and I'm going to play a little game of Where's Waldo with somebody wearing number 18 in scarlet and gray. Michigan's got to force Kyle McCord to be patient enough to go to other options and take Marvin Harrison Jr. away. Will you shut him down? No. You have to limit explosive plays, though. Sixth matchup with both of these teams undefeated since 1935. It's going to be a great one on Saturday.